podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scored. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Hello, good evening. Welcome to another episode of Make United Great Again. Uh, I'm joined by my lovely cast in Michael. How you doing? What's going on, man? What's going on? Was here last week, so it's good to be back. Yeah, was that because of the vaccine? Yeah, did it come up with <laughs> some new effects? No, 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 no. Just, just had busy, had a busy time. I didn't even watch the game yesterday, so you know, I'm just vibing here today, man. I'm gonna let you guys analyze everything. <laughs> Uh not not today, mate. Not today. Uh, Stevie, how you doing? Yeah, man, I'm good. Surprisingly, I thought I'd be coming on here taking another pumping this week, but you know, dreams came true in it. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, we're good, man. We're good. Cool. And then we're joined by Dan. How you doing? What's going on? Yeah, man, we're good. Happy for once after a weekend of football. Glad to have you back on. So before we get into the glorious win, obviously we've got to plug, as always, the Discord. It would have been amazing this weekend. Shine up all those rival fans on the Discord with our bows when Bruno scored and Shaw scored. So make sure to join up all the, all the different channels on there, as I say, all the time. And we've got our Patreon. We, we should be coming back with a top 10 piece soon. We've got some other pieces coming up as well, looking at some potential signings. So that'll be centre-back, striker and DM, hopefully. And obviously, 
will have a quarter of a gen quarter of agenda soon coming from Rodney. Not sure when, but he he's organising that and loads of other stuff coming. So make sure to keep your ears peeled. Yeah, yeah. Your eyes and ears peeled, sorry. And then for the YouTube, this will be going up on Wednesday. So, you know, remember to keep that up. Um, Yeah, let's get into it. Obviously, Mama Michael has already done his get out of jail clause by saying I'm not watching it. So I'm going to have to come to Dan first. Um, yeah, Dan. Yeah, man. Again. We actually did it. I can't believe it. <laughs> it's getting boring now. I can't lie. It's, it's a bit mad, but it's a bit. But, mad. Um, I had a I had a FaceTime call with my dad before the game, and we were both sitting there talking about. We'll just talk on Thursday. We're not going to bother talking after this game. There's no point. There's no point. <laughs> and then he phoned me when the game was done, and we both just looked at each other on the phone. We didn't even say nothing. Like it was mad. I can't believe we won. I was shocked. We actually played well as well. That was the worst bit. We deserved the win. Yeah, so just, uh, I mean, in terms of the performance, what what was your opinion on the whole performance? Like I said, I think we deserved it, man. Like, from the from the jump, obviously, the penalty in the first 30 seconds is a touch of luck. But generally, we were positive with our play. We actually tried to keep the ball um, rather than just thumping it for someone to run onto. Um, defensively, we didn't really look troubled a lot. Like, they had a, they had a few chances... But they're they're good. Like they're a great team. They're they're gonna make chances. Doesn't matter how good you are, they're gonna make chances. So that's not like a massive concern. But generally, we played really well. We we created chances as well. Shaw probably should have scored twice. Uh, Rashford had a few ways should have hit it, but didn't. Martial should have scored. Um, that was the only thing missing from his game. But yeah, like we just deserved the win for once in a big game, which was it was it was pleasing to see. It was refreshing. Uh, Stevie, there was a lot of talk before the game about Bruno, how he was, how he's been stinking out the big games, and he delivered it. He delivered with a goal in the first ninety seconds of the game. How do you think he he done? <laughs> yeah, man, that that Bruno, <laughs> that Bruno interview, yeah, it was it was jokes because it was just Bruno, like from from top to to bottom, like that's that's his energy, and and I love that he comes on that energy, and it's probably a part of what makes him so quote unquote effective, um, shall I say? Um, but in the match, I mean, I was on the pod saying last week that he's our best player. Um, in that match, I mean, he was pretty, <laughs> he was pretty below average, wasn't he? I mean, we've come to expect this of him uh, in the United shirt in the big games, but ultimately, the guy, the guy scored the the penalty, and you have to put him away. Do you know what I mean? Um, I saw a tweet on Twitter that was saying, "Why do we like chastise him so much for packing pens?" Because people have lost World Cups on pens and so on and so forth. I know, it's, I know, it's simpler to score a pen than an open play goal but he, he did what he needed to do in it he, he, he fluffed up his his stats a bit more poor overall performance but he got us in the lead and and that was the sort of basis that set us up for the game I mean to, to be quite honest with you, if he hadn't scored that goal a lot of more people <laughs> would, would be talking about that performance yeah but, um, we'd, we'd be on him yeah um, 100%. in terms of the first half 
what did this to the this is an open floor in terms of um like our performance do you think we do you think we done well in the first half or do you think um we kind of uh con concede the possession after a bright start yeah so um i think i think we started well um and I like the way Ole set out, like, it was high sort of tempo, high energy. Um, we were trying to press them from the off and we went straight at them. The centre-back pairing, again, like, with similar thing to what we did against Chelsea. Um, they pushed further up the field than I've seen them play for the majority of the season, which allowed us to um, congest the area of space that City could actually play in. So they weren't able to um to manipulate the ball as well as they have in 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 recent games in their whatever 20 win streak or whatever it is um i think obviously it massively helped us taking the lead because that meant we could play the game we wanted to um for the first 10 minutes i thought we were the better side and then city kind of settled into their rhythm but without causing us massive amounts of pressure and that kind of set the tone for the whole game I think given the personnel we have it's probably as well as we could play um, in possession we know that the two midfielders playing in the centre of the pitch aren't going to do much um, so with the amount of turnover we had um, I was surprised not to see City take the game to us more but I think that was probably um, testament to our defensive shape so yeah shout out Oli on that, I think he set up the team well, and and we did as as well as we could in that first half. Uh, yeah, you mentioned those two in the middle. Special shout out to Fred, who seems to be getting worse every week. Bro, I but, told um, you he's Benjamin Vine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't deal, man. He's stressing uh, me out. He is closely becoming. My, the most hated player at United for me. I can't stand him. It's mad as well because what he when he does play well, he's actually so useful. It just doesn't happen anywhere near enough. And even when he plays well, there's so many things he can improve on. It's it's actually jarring. It's, he is basic passes. <laughs> so like against against City, yeah. Like you only just do two things: just keep the ball and press him. And yeah. pressing, he can do like pressing, he can do till his heart's content. But retaining the pool is so bad. Like he, alongside Aaron Wan-Bissaka, maybe even worse than Aaron Wan-Bissaka. I think he's, he's worse. The worst. Yeah, he's, he's probably worse. the worst passer of the ball in our team. Because Wan-Bissaka doesn't try to do things he can't do. Mm. Fred's constantly mm. trying to break lines <laughs> and switch play, and he just hasn't got it. At least Wan-Bissaka keeps it to four or five yard passes. Like, because. Because if Wan Basaka tried to do the things that Fred does on his weekend, <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, I can't, I can't deal with Fred. I just can't. But um, just things like that pass for Rashford's goal against Sociedad, and people latch onto it that he can pass. Mm. Yeah, that was a good first time ball, but he doesn't, he doesn't do it near enough. That was just near enough. I mean, I mean, anyone, yeah. If you give me the ball a thousand yeah. times in the season, I'll, I'll latch on to one of those. <laughs> He's not a passer, he's not a creator. He's, in, he's literally there for his legs. Man. He's barely doing that, yeah. yeah. He's in for his legs, and that's it. Oh, man. But, um, so the first the first half came to a close, and um, 
yeah, we were in a pretty good position. City were mounting up the pressure a bit. Um, second half starts and they come out quite quickly. They hit the post, and then from I, I believe it's from that uh, from that goal kick um, where we get the s- second. Michael, I know you would have seen this part. Uh, what yeah, do you think definitely. of the second goal? Luke Shaw driving at the defence. That's what you want. He's got the ability to dribble. He's a decent dribbler for left-back. And he just ran at them. He ran, he travelled the the distance of the pitch with the ball, passed it off to Rashford, got the ball back, and he took a shot. You know, some, sometimes we overcomplicate things and we want, to put, we want an open goal before we shoot. But he took a shot, went bottom corner, off on your way. And Luke Shaw been one of the most improved players this season and and it's it's good to see it's good to see that because for many a year obviously before Teller's come and sort of give him a cup of the arse he was kind of coasting he was kind of coasting and you're, you're thinking rah like when he came to United he was one of the best young talents and then he kind of obviously broke his leg and then he's been in and out of the team obviously Marino didn't have much faith in him but now you see a guy was he 24 25 who's probably got the best part of eight, nine, ten years ahead of him if he can keep up at Man United if he keeps up at this level. So yeah, good goal by him and um nine, ten years is optimistic, up. man. No, eight, well, well, it's twenty twenty five. Yeah, we, we were saying ten years when he signed. <laughs> man went through medical advances. This is the first season he's been able to get up and down the pitch and you want him to do it for a decade. No, oh, but if no. he maintains this level in it, let him maintain this level. <laughs> And then we're Maybe. seeing it. So um, he, he will turn into a left centre back by 29 years old, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you think he's going to be the Gary Neville well. thing? Like... He's even done that well. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, like, but um, as as for Laqueta, but Shaw's been well, man. Shaw's been really yeah, good. Yeah. He stepped up. He stepped up. He was um, one of the better players against that. I'm not talking about the Palace game, but one of the better players in the Palace game. So, yeah, no, salute. Salute to him, innit? Salute to him. He's, he's stepping up when, when other players have gone missing. Because in recent weeks, the other players have gone missing. You know, you only got... It's sad that our left-back has been one of our best players because it's not too much of an influential uh, position on the pitch where, obviously, Bruno's tiring out. Or obviously, he's been, his performances have been inconsistent. But when you lose the output from him, then it really sucks. Rashford, obviously, probably fatigue getting onto him. So when you stop Bruno and Rashford playing more time, you can do well against Man United. And them to have been off in the same period that our formers did. So um, Luke Shaw stepped up, but we need more influential players to step up as well. And that's been the issue, among other things as well. Um, you mentioned it um, before, but we are not going to speak about that Palace game because there is nothing to be said about that. Palace yeah, game. it was wasted ninety minutes for everyone, <laughs> even the players. Like I'm sure they're like, <laughs> that was a waste of time, wasn't it? Mate, um, games like but, um, that, games like that are the reason we are where we are, though. Isn't it? Games yeah. like that, just fucking, fucking around and dicking around. Um, and that's the thing. I'm going to speak on. Maybe I'm jumping the gun, but. The, whilst it's very impressive that we beat City away from home, uh, they've been on a what twenty-one unbeat or winning streak or something crazy like that, and to go there and win, very very impressive. But to be fair, it's almost like the pressure was off us. If like there was no expectation for us to go there and do something, but the problem is I question the mentality of the team because when 
it was time to really go for the league. When it was time to really, you know, these are big pressure games. We're no longer fourth and we're winning. We're actually top of the league and people are looking at us to see what Man United going to do. That's when we, we crumbled under the pressure. Liverpool, go go for the game at Liverpool. Obviously, hindsight's always twenty twenty. but I remember the pod after Liverpool game, I was like, rah, we should have went for it, we should have went for it. But it was like, oh, well, they, they are still the champions, yada, yada, yada. Now look, they, they've lost six home games in a row. Game, the game against Arsenal should have gone for it. Chelsea should have gone for it. Now the league title's gone. Now the team want to show up and show that they can win games. So... Uh, it's the mentality of this team. I don't know if they're ready to win a league title. I don't know if they think they can win a league title. And I think I think that's the problem. Because clearly on our day, we can beat anyone. But to win a league title, you have to be on your day most days, which clearly we're not. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Very, very true. Um, there was something that Neville, I think Martin, it was, I think it was, I think it was Martin Tyler, he uh, mentioned in com- commentary where he said... Replace Bruno with Lindgaard and replace De Gea with Henderson. It would have been the same team that mm. beat City 2-1 uh, about, six, about 16 months before. So, mm-hmm. is this just... is Has Oli just worked out Pep? As strange as that is to say, has he just worked? Because even the game at Old Trafford... I believe it was more City not allowing us the space in behind that made it such a shit game rather than us not being amazing. Because I feel like if we still had that space in that game, we would have probably tried to play the same. I don't know if you could say oh. he's worked him out because even when we ever, whenever we play at Old Trafford, we never beat them. Even this season, League Cup, they thumped us. Now, I know it was 2-0 and we didn't play badly, but... They they were never really in doubt of losing that game like throughout it, so they even other games like last season at Old Trafford they beat us I think in the League Cup. Um, there's definitely games where we play them and they just look levels above us. So I don't know if you could say Ollie's worked him out because it's not every game that we beat them, but there's something about Ollie and away games, man. There's something about him in away games with these managers and it works. I don't know. I can't explain it. I don't think anyone can explain it. But he seems to be able to pump the team up to a point where they, they become unplayable against the top teams when they have space in behind. The problem now is... Yeah, the problem yeah, is with the next game, where we play West Ham next week or Milan on Thursday, we won't see it. And it will be back to what it was before of we can't break teams down and slow, passive play. And everybody starts putting question marks above their head. Like, we haven't seen this for the last two years. So, yeah, I think um, with Pep, like, in the games that have really, really mattered, like, City have dusted us. It's kind of the games that, like, like I wouldn't say this one was a dead rubber, but for all intents and purposes, um, City have already won the title. Do you know what I mean? This game meant more to us than it did for City. Um mm. And away from home, obviously, um, we're less likely to have um, the lion's share of possession. And then, obviously, we're up against a team who wants to dominate the ball anyway, which um, I think one thing you can say about Oli is when teams do want to dominate the ball and we're allowed to counter-attack, that we're a pretty good counter-attacking team, is where we need to break teams down and they're sitting with a deep block that we found, like, problems all over um, Ole's tenure at United so 
Um, yeah, I wouldn't say we've sussed out Pep until we beat him in a cup competition, for instance, or a match of like real magnitude. Um, but it's definitely um, like a good platform to build on because that's what that is our first win against the top six this season, though. It is. Yeah, in the league, yeah. Yeah, in the league, yeah. But that's um, the thing. When Oli came, that was his bag, the the big six games. Because obviously, he, he sets the team up to sort of counter-attack. counter-attack. So against the, against the bigger teams, we were finding a way to counter-attack and win, keep it tight, keep it resolute. You can pump the players up, yada, yada, yada. Um, but then, for some for whatever reason, it's like this season has been a reversal of that. We've really stank against the big teams, but then against the lesser teams, so to speak, we've been a bit more competitive, barred the six weeks from the middle of January to the end, to the end of Feb, start of March, mm-hmm. um, and I, I can't, I can't, I can't sit here and explain it. I, I guess it's maybe it's the underdog mentality that he pumped into the players that we're, we're we're the second best team, but let's prove to them that we're that we can, you know, compete. But when it comes to being like, well, you're the top dog now, you're the top dog on United. You need to go out there and break your team down and win. It's like, whoa. Maybe they, 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 maybe they're not used to this sort of your top mentality, and that's why they crumble. You know, I, I don't yeah, think it's, it's, it's all mentality because it because now when we have to break teams down at home, there's no surprise to me that our wave form is better and our home form is patchy because at home you're expected to come out and be the dominant team and you you control possession. You're meant to break teams down, and how are you going to break teams down when you've got Tommy and Fred? They're not they're not known. Whilst they've, their benefits are running. You don't need to run as much when you've got the ball, you know. I think a lot of it is, I know, obviously I'm not comparing him and Poch because there's levels, but a lot of the way people said that Poch needed a trophy with Spurs to, like, get them to the next point, I feel like Oli needs, needed that win against City, but he needs that win against City to come in a game that means something. That big win where a game actually means something and... Like either he gets the cup or he it's first against second or something like that. He needs one of those results because right now we haven't had it. Like we have the odd cup game where we do it, but generally, like FA, all the semi-final defeats can't be a massive coincidence. Like I think it's four semi-final defeats since he's been here or five. Four. No, four. Four, yeah. se- four semi-final defeats. Like that's to lose four semi-finals to me. That's not. To get to the semi-finals says your squad is good enough to win them, but then to drop every time at the same stage—that's that's the mentality thing, like you're saying. So he maybe he just needs one of those wins to like tick a box to unlock something. But I, I ain't got the most um, the most hope for that to happen, just because I think he's limited. Um, but he's doing considering what we expect, what I expected from him, he's doing better than what I thought he would do. So. Credit where it's due, it's still not really good enough long term for me, but I can't hate him too much. I don't think he's that good. So I can't expect him to be challenging City and Pep and Klopp when I don't think he's good enough to do that anyway. So it's a bit, it's like a middle ground right now. It's a bit weird. But Ed Woodward is happy yeah. with him too, isn't it? So, you know, you're, you're in the same yeah, he's, he's He's definitely getting a new contract in the summer, which is just going to piss everyone off, isn't it? But. Well, I guess on one hand, it's hard to argue. He said, if you finish his second, it's like, wow, that's the joint highest finish since Mourinho in, what, 1718. So it's mm-hmm. like, pretty, just call it progress. I, I guess you can't, it's hard to not, not call it some sort of progress, but I guess not the progress we want to see. 
This is it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's he is doing well. He isn't doing an awful job. He's just not doing the job that we want, considering where our expectations are as a club or as a fan base. Like we we're mm. all used to to winning regularly or at least at the very least competing, and we haven't done that for seven years, eight years now. Like really and truly, the fact that the closest we came was what was it eighteen points off in finishing second. Yeah. We haven't won a trophy now for four years. If we don't, if we don't win anything this year, it's four full seasons without a cut. So it's not. Uh, while it's progress, it's not. It's not really. No, of course, <laughs> of course. And second, and you're a second is disingenuous because, as you say, it's not second by be competing or neck and neck. Like it was in the Fergie years yeah. where we may lose a league title, but we were competing until late May, late April, yeah. May, not yeah. league title done in Feb. And we're just yeah. we're just sort of bouncing along, trying to come top of the rest of the pack. And that's all it is now. The league yeah. title's done. It's just trying to come top of the rest of the pack. And that was that was our fate in February, which is but, which is. But then saying that, if if you go back to pre-season expectations, if I had said to you we're going to finish second by twelve points, I don't think anybody would have believed me. We would have yeah, been expecting a third or fourth, maybe. With last City and Liverpool pulling miles away a bit again, so twelve last, last year was last year it was like thirty four points or something. Thirty three. Thirty three points last year. This year it's going to be probably about ten to fifteen. Like if we're being realistic, he's halved it. That's still not good enough, but you have to look. If you're looking at it like that, mm. it's hard. To, it's, um, I mean, in fairness, yeah, it's a really good Man City side. Like yeah, this Man City side in a lot of seasons would probably run away with a title at Cantar. So I don't think there's any disgrace in finishing second to them if we do. It's probably just the manner of some of the defeats or some of the performances that I think um, United fans have a real gripe with. But I mean, I maintain that I don't think Ole is a superstar manager, but I still don't think he's had enough um, enough in the transfer kitty or enough to revamp this team to be able to say he needs to either be in or out. Like We've had a non-existent right side of the pitch for God knows how long now. I mean, that needs to be addressed immediately. The defensive midfield position needs to be addressed immediately. So I think when he gets those two, then I think we can say, like, yo, you're either in or you're out. But I think no, right I, now... I, I think that's that's where I... When, especially when Poch was available, I think it was mm. obvi- it was very easy to say, just take get him out and get Poch in because there's a clear and obvious improvement there. Yeah. And you've seen what Poch can do. Now Poch has gone... Anyone else really is either not a guaranteed upgrade or they're not someone that you want anyway. Like Allegri's got the name, but I don't want him at Old Trafford. Like mm, yeah, really exactly. and truly, if if we were moaning about Jose, you can't then want Allegri. Yeah. So it's it's one of them ones at this point, like you said, he's considering what he's had, I think he's done well and based on expectation. Like I didn't expect him to come second, I don't expect him to win competitions for us. But he he keeps doing relatively well compared to what I expect. So I'm not like get him out of the club ASAP, but I'm also not expecting him to do any to like rip up any trees. Yeah. Uh, I think he I think he is what he is, isn't it? And I think a lot of our success depends on how the teams around us perform. Yeah. You know, like this this year Liverpool being 
rubbish has meant we look a lot better. But if Liverpool were at their normal level, we're not second. We're, we're third yeah. by a distance at the best, at best. So there's, there's, what's it, apples and pears or whatever they call it. But it's like, mm-hmm. it's, there's, there's positives and there's negatives in it. And, but right now he probably deserves another summer, at least. Probably. Yeah. Like, I don't think you can argue that he's, he needs to go right now because he doesn't, he hasn't been that bad. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is the real reason why I, I'm here. The real, the real, the real reason why I came to hope today. <laughs> God, it's, it's still 9am. 9 9 it's yeah, it 9 still 9am. I didn't say it at the start of the pod because I wanted my own bit in the middle about 9am. The alarm clock has finally gone off. It's been there for like nine months, but we're here. You're hibernating, boy. Nah, bro. Um, Where the hell did that performance come from? (laughs) Because two hours before the game, he wasn't even supposed to be fit. Yeah. So where the hell did he find that from? That's what I'm going to ask. He's he's probably been listening to Mugger because we've been we've been <laughs> we've been on him like he's been on his last legs for a minute. I thought he was, I thought he was done. I thought he was completely done. But that performance, yeah, I know he should have been packing away that chance. And and Lord knows what's happened to his finishing because that used to be the one thing we could rely on. But he did everything yesterday, like hold Except up play. Finish. Back to goal, like those are two of the best defenders in the league this season. He had them on toast. Um, I think he completed 17 of his 17 passes as well, which um, in a team where you look around the pitch and probably our best player in terms of um, possession is probably like Luke Shaw. Um, Martial was the only one I thought in that forward line who was actually getting the ball and then keeping it and using it effectively as well. So... Yeah, man, that was a that was a true all round number nine performance. Obviously, without the goal, but I thought he was man of the match yesterday. So, I mean, he can. I want him to score goals in it, but I would give him much more slack if he performed like that week in, week out. That's yeah. a completely different version to what we've been seeing of him of late. Like the guy who doesn't look interested. This guy, he must have bipolar. <laughs> no, it's true, man. Like, it's mad because if you look at it on paper, Stones and Diaz are probably the worst two centre backs for his style. Like mm. they're they're aggressive, they'll rough him up, they'll kick him in the in the ankles. They're better than him in the air. They're stronger than him. They're probably as quick because he's lost five yards of pace. Mm. Like, and he Facts. just he ripped them to shreds yesterday. Like, that that bit where he turned on the halfway line and broke through two tackles like he was playing NFL and then just uh, ran yeah. off. I was baffled. That was like, I thought Van Gaal was manager again. I was so confused. <laughs> but he played yeah. really well, man. He did everything right yesterday except not score. That's the only thing that was missing was a goal. It's actually insane thinking about the foots. Cause I, because before before the game, I was expecting Greenwood to start because for as much as um, in the big games, I think Martial has started one game up front in the league, and that was the game he got sent off, I believe. Yeah. Against, yeah. So against against Chelsea, and Arsenal he was suspended. Man City, he was on on uh, Man City at home. He was on the bench. Did he not um, start against Arsenal in the when we lost? No, he was suspended. 
Oh yeah, of course. He was suspended. Um, Man City, he was he was on the bench. Liverpool, he played left wing. Um, and then Arsenal, he came off the bench to play left wing. And against and against Chelsea, he was on the bench as well. So this was actually his first start up front since the start of the season in a big game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure if you remember last season the game we played, but against Man City at home. It reminded me of that game because he was just as good in that game as well. But that, obviously that was against Fernandinho and them, man. But it was yeah. actually just... It, it, it reminded me of, you know, the big games where where um, Drogba, like, he, he wouldn't score, but his fingerprints were all over the game. It just reminded me of that. And that's not something that you really associate with Martial in terms of bullying the centre-backs pulling wide and it was just weird because his movement was so much better as well it was just weird because that just wasn't a performance that I was expecting at all but it was amazing to see um and you were you're completely right about him in possession like that first half on the ball we were so bad and the decisions we were making were so horrible I think it, it took Marshall like dropping all the way deep one time just to pick up the ball and turn in space and pass it out for us to actually build an attack. But yeah, he was really good. And as you say, with the finishing, I was saying earlier, I think he has a problem with confidence and the fact that when he has to go across the keeper on the, on his right side, he keeps trying to go near post. Yeah. Where he, 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 he needs to go far, far post. But And I think that, that, that was a problem against Sevilla as well. He kept going near post and he kept hitting the keeper. So it's the same problem, but yeah, if he keeps performing like that, I mean, he has to score. He has to score goals. Four goals in what? Twenty. Twenty-two. Four goals in. Yeah. Missed a few suspension and that, but yeah, yeah. it's not enough. But you know, you see that that performance yesterday. That's what a lot of people have been claiming that Cavani has been doing in other games. (laughs) Like. When you see Cavani when he runs around a lot, but he doesn't really score, but people say he was essential. And I kind of sit there and I'm like, I don't think he did much. Like he won a few headers and he pressed, but his passing's rubbish. And like he's a goal scorer, isn't it? Like that's not what he's there for. He's there to to put chances away in the box. That mm. performance yesterday from Marcel was what everybody seems to be saying Cavani does when he starts. And that's not a dig at Cavani. I think Cavani's been a decent signing, like, but he's not ripped up any trees. I don't think he's been amazing. But that what performance, that was the best. Pardon? No, no, Dan, finish, finish, sorry. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I think that performance yesterday was the best performance, number nine performance that we've had from anyone all season. In any game. Like, yeah, definitely. Against the best so, defence in the league as well. Yeah, so. and the, arguably the best defender in the league. Yeah. Like, I don't think you can argue with that. In the sense that that we need more of that, and I'm not he obviously he's not going to hit that level every single week, week in, week out, but something around that level, man. Like that that Marshall there wins us probably four or five of the games that we haven't won this season. No, okay. most definitely. You, that you, closes, you, you, and that closes the gap massively. So you can't, you can't have two players that you look to every game. You need you need about three, four on the pitch that you know when this guy they can in in on their own sort of stand up for themselves and, you know, and take the game and win a game. You can't have two players on a pitch out of a team of 11 that are the match winners. You need three, four. Four, really. 
you know, you need players that, you know, and Marshall needs to step up. It's true. Yeah, City, you've got like seven. They got the four that start, five that start, and then they got three or four that they can bring off the bench, depending mm. on the game. Right. And that's the problem. And uh, exactly, and that's the problem. We we don't have that option off the bench. Yeah. We, we, we that's, that's almost Liverpool's and, problem and right now. That's almost course. Liverpool's problem right now. They're, they've only got Salah and Mane, and Mane can't kick a hit a barn. Was it a barn door of a van job? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, he can't do form. anything. He's, he's awful right now. He's been horrible this year. And even Salah, Salah's top scorer, but I think he's only scored in he's scored in less than half the games he's played in the league. So I yeah, think he's no, got he's twenty six appearances, but he's only scored in twelve games or something. Mm, so yeah. like he he's even that. he's super duper patchy. It's not a shock that Liverpool are struggling when they've only got two match winners and they're both rubbish right now. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely, and I, I think we don't have that alternative, and obviously that will come, and maybe that's probably why people are looking at, uh, people were talking about Sancho and stuff, have, or having players of that ilk come in, because we definitely do need uh, that option, but we definitely, as a start, need the players that are here to play better, and Martial's obviously one of those players. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so um, from Martial to... From the striker to the goalkeeper, I mean, Henderson didn't, it's strange to say that Henderson didn't have much to do again after the Palace game, but I mean, he did, with, he was heavily involved in the second goal, which seems to be a theme where whenever he plays, he seems to start a lot of attacks, but just in general, what do you think about the performance and just the general goalkeeping um, dilemma that we have? Yeah, I think... Um... I think he's playing well enough for us. To your point, he hasn't had a huge amount to do, um, but because De Gea's level has dropped so um, so drastically, um, I don't think it would make any sense for Oli to bring back De Gea as number one now. I feel like this has given him a kind of easy way out. Um, and if Henderson's playing behind the sticks and he's what kept two clean sheets, now nah, just keep the boy in. And see see how he gets on. Like he's deserved this chance. He hasn't really got it this season. This is a chance or an opportunity to see him for a decent run of fixtures. So we should do that. And if he doesn't, um, if he doesn't, um, like if that decision doesn't go badly and he plays well enough, then keep him keep him as number one. I I can't honestly say I've seen enough him from him to convince me that he should be United's long term number one goalkeeper. But he also needs the chance to be proven that. So, um, yeah, here's the chance. Yeah, I think with him, earlier in the season, when he was getting that odd game here and there, he was always trying too hard to impress. So he, he, would, he would go for those extra long throws or the, the long pass that was a bit harder just to kind of prove a point that he's good enough. But now it's like he knows he's going to have a little run here. So he's just playing his natural game a bit and he seems to make the defenders in front of him calmer. Like there's no panicking from Maguire, there's no um like frantic when the ball goes over someone's head, no one's running around like a headless chicken because he's gonna come and collect it. Like he seems to have that, that edge to his game over the hair. Like like Stevie said, I don't know if he's long term number one, because I think he does have flaws, but he's only twenty three. 
Yeah, so he's still young for a keeper. And he's not like he's had a lot of game time. Like He's had a couple of years out on loan, but other than that. So he's, he's, I think he deserves a chance in, in, the, in the role, but I wouldn't hang my hat on him to be number one for the next 10 years. But he deserves his spot. And right now, like Steve said, if he's going to keep playing this way, there's no need to take him out, leave him in there. Uh, do you think uh, Solskjaer planned this? Because, I mean, I'm not sure if, if he could have, but, I mean, De Gea having a baby in March, that means it would have been con- conceded last June. Do you think Solskjaer being the evil mastermind that he is, he, he always plans just to keep the De Gea away for, like, two weeks? <laughs> I thought you were talking about <laughs> planning the conception. <laughs> That takes man management <laughs> to a whole other level, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This guy's right. judge, it, it works too well for him because how has he managed to get a situation where he's able to give Henderson a run of games just to be like, you know what, the hell, Henderson's playing well. If, if he's playing well, you yeah. can't come back in because I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if. If when like it got nearer to the time, he kind of put the idea in De Gea's head. I was like, listen, if you want to take a couple of weeks off, don't worry about it. Like we got Hendo, yeah. and then he went to Hendo and said, listen, you're gonna get a run in a few weeks. Stay busy, kind of thing. I wouldn't put that past him because that's something Ferguson would have done, and he would love to be able to use that. But yeah, mm, I think saying he planned it is a bit much, bro. You know the news in like September or something, they said, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he wouldn't have known that Spain was going to be red zoned by the government, bro. (laughs) He didn't know there was going to be a quarantine. Nah, this guy, nah. I reckon he let him stay with the Spain squad, though. While he's out there, De Gea should go shopping for some new clubs, man. Three <laughs> seventy five wage. Yeah. I mean, there's the links with um, the, the, the links with PSG. Um, I mean, do you think if if Henderson does play well until the end of the season, do you think that's it for the the De Gea? I can't. I don't see. think anyone takes him, man. Yeah, I, yeah exactly. Navas must hate his guts, bro. Every time Navas goes somewhere, the hair wants to turn up. <laughs> like, Navas must hate right. him, but I, I can't see anybody like all the top clubs right now have got a set number one. Maybe, maybe Juve because Chesney's a bit iffy, but they're not going to pay a goalkeeper three hundred bags a week. Yeah. Mm. Chesney's actually been pretty good for Juventus. That's what I'm saying, but I, I would still say the hair is better than Chesney. Like, yeah, but, but then they've they're, got, not, they're, they're not going to be crying well. for a goalkeeper, and they're going to probably take Donnarumma because they always take the Italy goalkeeper, don't they? And his yeah, contract's yeah. going to expire soon, so I can't imagine yeah, that they'll put three hundred grand on the table for De Gea, who's passed it for four years, because he's not. You know what? Yeah, if if I'm Woodward, I might even cut my losses and pay like thirty percent of his wages to ship him off. You know because. They're that, saying that wage is so hefty. The wage is nuts. They're they're saying that we're gonna try and do a Sanchez where we loan him out. Uh, Just mm, listen, shout say, Conte. Conte loves our Deadwood. Yeah, I mean shout they Conte, they still have Handanovic. But yeah. um, they're broke. Didn't didn't their owner just shut down his own his other club? Yeah, yeah. yeah I swear I mean, they owe us yeah, the yeah. P. 
And they, they owe us the coffee money. money. Yeah, then, yeah. yeah, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're both, never mind. But, but um, yeah, I, I just don't yeah, see yeah. where he could go, really, realistically. Everyone's going to have the same problem that we have. Like, we don't want to pay him that money, but we're already tied in. So I can't see mm. him going anywhere else. No one needs it. No one's going to... Anyone that does need him isn't paying that money. Mm. Yeah, so I can't see it. That's the problem with United and contracts, man. You you get these players on these fat bumper contracts. So even trying to get rid of them when you, if you want to is mad difficult. Mad mad. Difficult. I, I guess I guess one option would be you keep him next season as number two because whether we whether we're paying we're paying him whether regardless, isn't it? So you keep him as number two and you hope that by the time January comes around he tries to force a move. Mm. But even then you're paying him for an extra six months where you don't need to. But that's the only thing I can see happening is he, we keep him as number two. Like Oli just makes the call because I think I don't think Oli's scared to make that call, which is a bit mad because he likes the academy boys. He's into the whole academy, um, like the the history stuff. So I don't think he'd have a problem playing Henderson. Oh, I think he'd, it would be worse if Henderson was a signing rather than an, an, an academy graduate. If we'd signed Henderson for £20 million from Sheffield United and he was outperforming De Gea, it would be harder for him to take the place. But because he's academy and rare, 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 I don't think Oli will mind it too much. It's an angle that yeah. makes sense. He could sell it as, you know, the sort of Man United way, the traditional way and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it's a, it's a call he needs to make, definitely. It's a call, obviously, it's, it's nice to give Henderson a run out because we need, we need to find out is. Is he the real deal? Obviously, there's fears that he may not be the real deal, but give him a chance to prove that he isn't. You know, instead of just assuming yeah. or just well, saying, we, we gave him a six-year contract. Didn't we no, gave him a well, six-year yeah. contract, so there well, has to be some kind of contract. Yeah, yeah. There has, there has to be some kind of belief there from Oli and the coaching staff for six years, because we could have just given him a three-year deal. Like, didn't he sign a deal before he went on loan? Yes. Yeah, he, yeah. He, and then we gave him another he, new deal. So there's obviously some kind of belief there. We want him to stay. I can't imagine we then just let him go. So they just I need think, to plan the handover process, and that's, that's yeah, that's what, what it is. That's yeah. I think they they want to do some sort of handover process, but I don't know how. I don't know how they're going to do it in a way that keeps both of them happy, particularly because David De Gea. In goalkeeping, what he's 30, 29, 30? It's, 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 not, it's not old. Yeah, I think he's like 30, 31, isn't he? Yeah. So yeah, he's, he's, he joined, he's, he, this is going to be his 10th year when he joined, yeah. and he joined 19, I believe. So oh, I, right. I thought he was in yeah. his 30s already. No, I thought he's not easy. He's a year of birth. Oh, yeah, 30, 31 this year. Yeah, he was yeah. 31 this year. So, yeah, he was 19 when he joined, so he turned 31 this year, yeah. So, so there we go. And he's that in keeper term. That's young. How old was Edwin Van der Sar wasn't even thirty-one when he joined, right? So he was even no. older than that, right? Uh, Van der Sar was like thirty-five when he signed. Yeah. Him. So you know, mm. <laughs> he's got time. He's young yeah, in terms of goalkeeping age. He's young. Yeah. I think the other thing that goes against him though is did it, he's lost his Spain place because I don't think yeah, Luis then, Enrique likes him so. He's not playing Kepa. He's now playing uh, Simon, Unai Simon. Yeah. So oh, he's really? lost the Spain oh, place. Good. Yeah, I think he's even third choice for Spain. So <laughs> I don't think the moving yeah. clubs to get in his country is even going to work. That, that He's already mm. lost his place. 
So it's not like he's going to lose his Spain place if he doesn't play for us. He's already lost it. So that works I, against us as well. But I mean, there he he could gain it back because because I, I believe Unai Simon hasn't been great this season and Kepar is the other choice. So that guy literally mm. throws the ball in his net. So <laughs> I mean. Yes, I think I think Enrique just doesn't like De Gea though because he dropped him the first time around when he was first in charge. He dropped him for Kepa, and then um, the other manager came in after Enrique left and reinstated him. And then Enrique's come back and he's dropped him again. So I think Enrique just doesn't like him. <sighs> yeah, for whatever I mean, reason. Fair enough. I mean, the reason must be because he's he's fucking shit now. But I mean. <laughs> uh, we yeah. move, we move. But I think that's enough about the City game. Unfortunately, um, the Europa League, we are tied in with that. Um, we've got a bit of a, glam- a glamour tie, a bit of Kane versus Undertaker in 2021. It's just two <laughs> old men who were good about 20 years ago. They're just scrapping What's it this, out. Ibra, Ibra Cavani or... <laughs> yeah, I mean they're both injured, which is yeah. Crazy. I was gonna say it was out. Actually, um, yeah. I mean we've got that game coming up. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help you even more with a Credit Karma Money Spend account. You can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win. You'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Which is, uh, we'll beat them. We'll beat them. Yeah, sure? I am. Um, yeah, we'll I'll watch. Them. We'll go through. I watch Syria highlights, which Lord knows is more than most men should because Syria is so boring. Um, <laughs> but every time I watch AC Milan, I'm just like, how are they winning these games? You lot, yeah. are, you are really not a good side, They're and there's good. there's no one in your team <laughs> that I actually respect. Um, wow, genuinely, <laughs> wow. There's no one in that eleven that I think, yeah, this player is actually. A baller, and that's why Ibrahimovic could come to Milan at what 56. And, and yeah, yeah. It's, it's mad, but that Syria is I, I don't even want to say it's washed because there's some good teams in Syria, but I just I don't know how they're second to be honest. Yeah, they know. bottled the knee as well, weren't they like 10 points clear at one point? Yeah. They've bottled it, man. Yeah. Like they, they were, they were doing really well. They're a bit like United. They were doing really well when everyone else was doing mm. badly, and now Inter have sorted themselves out and they've fallen again. Yeah. So I'm not. I don't. I think everyone's scared of the name more than the actual team. I don't think yeah. people are actually watching AC Milan this year. Yeah. They're not that good. They're really not. 
that's true, yeah. If you got Ibrahimovic leading your line at this, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even watch them. But, no, Stevie, every time you said Syria, ah, I kept, you kept on saying they're like, Syria. I said, what, what do you mean Syria is boring, man? They go, they go, oh, Syria. Oh, Syria. Nah, Syria. Yeah, no, they're not good. I don't think. They got that Dutch guy that everyone's saying that we should sign now. I don't even know. I don't know how to say his name. I'm not butchering it. I don't know how to say his name. Apparently, he scores their goals from the right wing. What's Some I don't know his name, but apparently he does really well for them, and we should sign him. They're lying to you, man. Sort of on my phone. Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah, I think Belgian, is Belgian or Dutch. Belgian, isn't it? Belgian or Dutch, something like that. Yeah, he's Belgian. I mean, I'm looking at their team now, and on my life, I do not recognise like four four of these men. Because who the hell is Krunic? Yeah, he scored yesterday, I think. Right. Yeah, he yeah, scored yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I only know that because I had a bet on them. I don't know. I, I just know that they It won. was a free kick. I know they oh, won 2 0, and it was two random guys that scored. Two guys. I know the lot scored, didn't it? And yeah. Mate. Who the hell is Yeah, I don't know. No, I'm telling you, that team is not good. The only thing I'll say is I know Rafael Liao, the striker. He's, he's good. He's, he's, good. he's very quick and he's a good finisher, good link-up player. He's a lot like Martial, like he's good. a bit but younger. Like He reminds me of Martial, but I don't think... Like, he's not a bigger threat than we face this season. He's not like... They're not some kind of super team. And they score a lot of penalties, man. They're a lot like us. That Kessie scores a lot of penalties. I think he's got like 10 goals a season, like eight of them are penalties. So, I don't think... That, that's a completely made-up number, but I know he scored a lot of penalties before someone gets on to me. I mean, he 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 he, he does have nine goals, but I'm not sure. I'm yeah, there you go. Yeah, like, he, but, I know um, a lot of them are pens. He took Ibra off pens. I know that much. That's that's actually crazy. But, yeah, um, he took Ibra off pens. Um, I'm not going to ask uh, about how you think we're going to... I want to ask about what team do you think we're going to play? Considering that we're actually kind of stretched at the moment, there's no Pogba, Van der Beek, Cavani. Rashford's like, going to be out now as well, isn't it? Yeah, Rashford's looking like he's he's out. Cavani is looking like he's faking an injury until the end of the season. <laughs> just so he can move. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he'll go strong, man. He seems to like this competition. He likes. He seems to go strong a lot. I think he knows that realistically, this is probably one that he can win. Um. So, yeah, I, d- I don't know if Van Der Beek will, will get a game. I, I don't fit? even know if he's fit again, yeah, actually, yeah. to be fair. Um, I can see him just going, yeah, just with his strongest team. Um, and just. I think it'll be a couple win. changes. Like, I think Bayou will play. Uh, Tellez will probably play. Um, yeah. Matic will probably play. Other than that, it'll probably be the strong... It'll, Greenwood will come in for Rashford. And then, other than that, it's probably the same team. Like, there'll How be a couple is, changes. Um, how far is Pogba fitness, like full fitness? Uh, he he he's not going to be back until April. What? What? Yeah, fam. Every time Dude. this guy gets a hamstring injury, he's <laughs> out for like six months. What is this? Oh, I, I swear he started training again last week. Didn't you say he just started training again? Yeah, like, but I think I think Oli said that um he's not going to be back until the before the. He's not having a laugh, man. I thought he said and he wasn't going to be back till March, and then last week he said he was training. I ain't heard nothing of raw. He, this guy, no, this guy's, wait, this guy's injury record is shaky. Is you know, his recovery his injury time record is, whole, is shaky. Yeah, I will get up the quotes now about international break. 
because unless I read it wrong, I didn't hear nothing about. I heard the last I read about it was we're not. He's not going to be fit till March, and then obviously this game was our first game in March or second game in March, and he said he's back uh, training, but he's got to get fitness back. Okay, so he said he hopes he will be back before the international break. Okay, but that's so in two that means weeks. yeah. So he's not coming back for the international break. So that's in two weeks, and then the international break takes up uh, takes us until April. So yeah. So well, how many of our players are actually going to go on this international break? Because isn't there the red zone? He said he's going to block Bruno. I don't even know who else he can block. I don't know the red zones and that. Block? Wow. He's wrapping he just Bruno up. He should just lock all of them in. Yeah, yeah. Pocket. He should just anyone that anyone that should that can go that he can block. He should block. But well, I think Luke Shaw will get called up. Maguire is going to get a call up. They're going to call up Rashford even if he can't run. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's three that he can't lock up. But I don't know. I don't know who else he can. But I know Portugal got two away games. I know we got we got to go to Serbia. They don't even so need him to be honest. They're probably better off without him. He's shit for us, so he can yeah. stay in Manchester. I don't care. He's, he's <laughs> rubbish for Portugal, man. He's not. Why he can't do hero ball because Ronaldo's on the pitch. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> he can't. He can't make everything run through him because Ronaldo's the top dog. So he has to just play second fiddle. Like he's. I think he's only scored once for Portugal in like twenty games. He's, he doesn't wow. play well for his country. Well, he must be a shadow of himself because he loves being the main man. So the fact that yeah. he goes there and you got a living legend, you got you just got to humble yourself and you know you say nah, he just, knows he's just biding he's biding his time in it. He knows Ronaldo. Well, Ronaldo's a machine. <laughs> he's a machine though. Who was he? Thirty what? Thirty six now. Still there. Yeah. Yeah. Santos has already said that once he once Ronaldo goes, they're going to use Felix the same way. Everything's going to go through Felix. So uh, I don't know. Man. Heretic. Bruno Ratwick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't mind. He's, he 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 can stay in Manchester. I don't mind. We don't. We'll we'll, do, we'll be fine. But um, after Milan, we got the West Ham game, which is actually it's weird to say in March, but I mean, top they're four. Go- yeah, I mean they're playing Leeds right now. It's just started five five minutes ago, but if they win that, they will be. I think they'll be like. Four points behind us, so that's a six pointer. Um, yeah, it's got a draw written all over it, isn't it. I think, yeah, I think if we look at the gap to West Ham now, I think is what like eight points. Um, but they're obviously, I think they're about to play now, isn't it? So, yeah, they're playing. I now. feel like unless we have a major collapse, top four should be sewn up. But I think we should be aiming for second, which I think is going to be techie because Leicester only one point behind us and. They seem to have even like ridden the injuries they're getting, and obviously Chelsea are a couple of points behind them. So I, I think, think if Chelsea we don't are get... more likely to finish second than Leicester at this point because Leicester have fallen off a cliff, man. Do you think? But they won yesterday, though. They were lucky. They were. They were. Yeah, they, they were lucky. lucky to win the other day. They were lucky, but you need that. Madison. Madison up. looks like he might be out for a while now because they're talking mm. about specialists and when he can touch the grass again. No, and Vardy, Vardy, Vardy's, Vardy's only scored minutes. once in 14 games. Yeah, yeah, it's mad. So he's missing. Barnes is out. Yeah, Barnes is out for like six to eight weeks or something, and he mm. was their second top scorer. So they're really relying on Tielemans, who's yeah, yeah. a bit but funny. Things man. come up good for them recently here, Nacho. Don't know how hey, long he'll keep that going. 
Yeah, I think the way, the way, and then they had Fofana's just come back from injury, right? Yeah, mm. that was they, they got they got a lot of defensive problems. So mm, like I wouldn't be surprised crisis. to see them fall off. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see them fall off. Yeah, I mean Chelsea was... now eleven unbeaten. They they, they won tonight. So. Yeah, two they, shots, they just, two shots got them purring. Yeah, man, that new manager bounce. Mm. So do you think that's it for top four then? For those four? And then it's going to be, where Where do you think United are going to end up? Because we have a pretty hard end of the season. We I still, still think we come second. we still got to play Leeds, uh, Liverpool, Spurs. Uh, we have Leicester as well. Um, How many of them away? Most we got, of them. We've got Spurs away. We've got Liverpool at home. Leicester at home. Um, oh... What the thing that? is, away is probably better for us, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. West Ham are losing. Oh no, they're not. Soft side. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we've got West Ham at home, uh, Liverpool at home, Spurs away, Leicester at home, and then our other games seem to be against the relegation teams as well, which is a bit iffy. But so, I don't mind as long as like I'm not gonna lie, I don't mind us finishing third as long as we get automatic qualification. I mean, if you finish in the top four, you get all all that qualification no matter what. Oh, so yeah, no, you have no qualifier through. anymore. No, that's what oh, changed. Oh, nothing. Okay. Yeah, that changed like four years ago, Stevie. Bro, where have I been? That's a bad thing. That really changed. That's hilarious. I think we'll get second just because at some point Chelsea will blip and then it's about how they react to their blip. Mm. Um, but I think at some point, I think we'll come second. Even if it's only just, I still think we'll get second. I think Chelsea will get third. Leicester should get fourth. But West Ham don't go, don't seem to go away, man. So I wouldn't be, yeah, I would not that, be surprised that, to that, see Moyes get Champions League though. with West Ham. That would no, be the funniest be... plot twist of ever. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, think looking at City's lineup as well. Uh, sorry, not City, but Chelsea. Chelsea's running. They've got like their last four games are um, City, Arsenal, um, Leicester, and Villa. So Jeez. I don't think it's any yeah. it's any easier than ours. Yeah, that's the point. Where are Villa in the league now? Because they've still got like two games in hand, right? They are nine and forty points, so they can make a late surge, but they'll have to go on a mad run. So probably Champions they need Grealish back ASAP. Mm. Yeah, to have any chance, to have yeah. any chance. I, I thought Liverpool would still grab it, but they just no. No, nah, they're, they're not showing, now, you, you not showing any signs now. They have to win it. Yeah. They have to win it now, isn't it? Yeah, I they're think seven so. points. Off I wouldn't before. be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked to see them go up. Was it? They're not. They're Wednesday, innit? I yeah. Think, I wouldn't be shocked to see them go up. Mm. Anyway, let's get on to some listeners' questions. Um, where do we start? Since I talk, since we spoke about West Ham recently, I will start with a Lindgard question. If you're Lindgard, are you staying or coming from BK underscore O Omo? Cut. Yeah, go to West Ham. They're treating him like the main player there, like one of the main guys. He's playing in his number ten role. He's actually enjoying his football, scoring goals, setting up goals. Yeah, don't that's come to United and play second. That's his level, man. That's his level. 
Yeah, mm. there's no expectation on him to get goals and assists. There, they'll come as they come and they'll take them as they come. Like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Leaving, leaving to stay there. Good luck to him. Yeah, good yeah, man. as well. He'll take him. He'll do better yeah. for us at them because he'll take points off our rivals. The way West Ham set up, he'll take points off our rivals and do a job for us without playing for us. And more importantly, he can enjoy the London nightlife as well. Lifestyle, yeah. yeah you know he's going to love that. He, he can put his mm. logo on Big Ben or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is from BoyUM9895. Does it really count as bottling the title race if your aim was top four? And you just ran, randomly happen to be first place after a good run of form for five or six games. Because everyone cannot compare us to Liverpool 09, 2014, we didn't. Arsenal. I don't know if we bottled it, but we, yeah. we should be doing better than we are. Yeah, March has only we, just begun in it, so it's hard to I say people, we were in a title race. I also think it's people forget that even though we were top, City always had a game in hand on us. Mm. Yeah, so we were, yeah, so we were only ever like one point clear at most. So I don't know if we yeah. bottled a title race, but we shouldn't be 14 points behind or 11 points behind or whatever we are. So I wouldn't say we bottled a title race. Just to play devil's yeah. advocate on this point, would anyone have expected City to have gone on the run they did? If they had a run of, let's say, a normal good team do you think that our form would have been viewed better because I believe if City just had if they for example they out there I believe they won 10 in a row let's say they won six drew three and lost one do you think we would be viewed better than we are now I think the problem that would be smaller wouldn't it yeah, but I think the problem with us is um, like that could have happened to City, but also a part of me still feels like we'd still be significantly um, behind them in terms of points, just because when it's crunch time, we just crumble. Like That's a real big issue that we have to sort out. When the pressure is on us, we seem to buckle. We seem to crumble and fall. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure... If if City had less points, the pressure would still be on us. I'm not sure we would have um, been able to get through that, to be honest. Um, yeah, I think yeah. even our, our own form, I think before yesterday, it was like four wins in 11 or mm. two wins in eight. Yes, it's poor. So our, our form wasn't good, man. Like Even if City had won six and drawn three, they'd still be ahead of us. So... I think obviously no one expects them to win 21 in a row, but saying that, Whenever you see City versus someone, you always just expect City to win. So yeah. I don't. I, I no one expects them to win twenty one in a row because it doesn't happen in football. But realistically, with the team they have, they should probably win twenty one in a row more often. Like, mm. <laughs> they they're favourites in every game they're in. So mm. I'm not surprised they went on a run like that. They've done it in the last like four years, no? They've done a stupid run like this, didn't they? Win nineteen in a row last yeah. year. And, 18 in a row the year before to win the title against Liverpool. Like They do this every year. They do on a crazy winning run. So it doesn't really shock me. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, um, so 
what are you saying? Do you feel so? Do you feel like we bottled it because a lot of people were saying twenty one, twenty one at the turn, turn of the year? Thank you, Timmy. Yeah, um, don't say people. <laughs> Tim <laughs> was smoking the loud pack, man. Yeah, he was in a nah, one man. You got on board, <laughs> so you you can't put nah. that. You I, can't put I that. went on board. He was like, Star Dog is killing my people. <laughs> no, you he was. He was. He built that train. He didn't even. He wasn't even the driver. Yeah, he built right. the whole train. <laughs> yeah. He was like, builder, conductor, everything. But yeah, he was. Uh, we did bottle it though, man. We did, man. We had a great chance. We were top of the league. Go to, you're going away to the champions, a wounded champion, and we have two great chances. We don't take them, and it's down there from here, it's down there, downhill from there. So definitely, I, th- I think we bottled it, and and I think it was just clear, made it very clear that we're not ready. Men, uh, we probably haven't got good enough players, but definitely with the mentality, yeah, mentally the players aren't ready to win the league title, and that that's probably what we knew before the start of the season. But to see us get in a position where you know get ourselves in a great position to compete and then bottle it is, is quite disappointing. Very, very disappointing, in fact. All right. Uh, this one's from A8 Jones underscore. Do you think Oli is playing a dangerous game by playing players with injuries or do you think he has to because of the squad he has at his disposal? So just to give some context to this, we spoke about Marshall earlier having a late fitness test, sure. If you didn't know, had had a late fitness test for that game as well. Um, Lindelof has been playing with a shoulder, with a back injury for months now. And Rashford has been playing with a tear in his shoulder since the 1st of November. And they are saying he will need to have it operated on post oh, yeah. Do you think? Do you think he's playing? Do you think he's playing a dangerous game, or is it because of the shit squad he has? I think he'd be playing an even more dangerous game if you took those players out and you played <laughs> <laughs> you played the the players on the substitutes bench instead. I think like it, it's the makeup of our squad in it. We don't have the same quality and depth um, that Man City have, for instance. So we can't really take one or two players out of the side because when we do, we're even worse than than our current predicament in it. But I also think like sometimes a lot is made of um, United playing players under injury. Like, um, I can't remember who said it, but it might have been Rio or something. He said, like, players are rarely ever fully fit, like, across the whole season. Like, you're normally playing with or nursing some sort of injury and you're just fighting through the pain barrier. So, I mean, I don't know if that should be half the team, but I wouldn't expect all 11 of our players to be tip-top. Um, in every single week, so I don't think it's a problem. It doesn't seem to be a problem with the side that when we can deal with those injuries, we will. My my thing with it is, I get why he does it for a lot of the games, but there's a lot of games where he doesn't need to. Like mm. the, the nil nil, the the second leg against Sociedad, there was no reason for Bruno or Rashford to be on the pitch at any point. That we were four nil up. We had options on the bench that could have played instead. Like there was no need, and to give both of them forty-five minutes was just like doing it for the sake of doing it. Kind of like I think like he played Rashford just because it was the anniversary of his debut. Like there was no <laughs> other reason. There's no yeah, other reason. Yeah, yeah, there was no uh, reason, and you're just asking. Like we did it last year against Wolves in the FA Cup. He brought Rashford on randomly, and he he done his back and was supposed to be out for the rest of the season. And we got we got we caught life because of the COVID thing 
mm. that he came back. But he, he did it with Pogba as well. He rushed Pogba back. Pogba redid his injury. He played him for 120 minutes in the cup and then played him for 90 minutes against Arsenal while injured. And then he was out for months with an ankle injury. And then, yeah, you know what? You've convinced me. I revised my point. <laughs> he does it a lot of the time. Where he doesn't need to. Like yeah. against City, hundred percent put Shaw on a fitness test, and if he passes, play him because he's been that good. Marshall, we had no other striker. Fair enough. Put him on a fitness test and play him. I get it. Rashford, obviously, you want your best players in those games, but there's a lot of games where you just think now is the perfect time to just take one out, play another, rest them. Like he tried it in the West Ham game when he tried to rest Bruno and Rashford and then he brought them on at half-time when we were losing and we came back to win. And now it feels like he doesn't know that we can play without them anymore. So he has to have them in every game. Even even yeah. Maguire. Maguire, I thought, like, I read, I, I did a, I posted something on Twitter last week that he's, now him and Bailly, Maguire's played 96 times for Man United and Bailly's played 99. And Bailly's been there for three and a half years longer. Three years longer. That's crazy. Like yeah, Maguire true. signed last summer and he's played 96 times for us already. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, well, that's that's trying to get your value at 80 million, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he's in every single he just yeah, and I think I, re- I, I think I think it was Elijah that retweeted something onto my timeline this week mm-hmm. about like three of the top five outfield players for minutes play for us. Yep, um, I think Rashford and Bruno. Bruno. Yeah, it's mad. It's like yeah. Our squad isn't that weak for us to be in that position. Like we're not Burnley, but we've got eleven players. I mean, even with with Wamba Saka, he generally plays every single game. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't play. Who's the second right back? Who's off? I mean, at that point, you've 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 learned out. You've learned out Dallo. You've learned out Laird. You have Williams there. You you didn't loan. You refused to loan out Williams. (laughs) Exactly, and you don't use him. So clearly he doesn't have faith in the squad, isn't it? Clearly he for he has he has his eleven or maybe thirteen full thirteen players that he uses, and that's it. That's really it. He doesn't doesn't trust anyone else. Even like I know I know people are going to say like I I don't think Van der Beek has been good. Yeah, he hasn't. He he's done nothing in his in his performances so far that have merited him getting more minutes or more starts. So I get that. But I don't. I don't think he's a ten for a start. But there's games like there's games where where since Pogba's been injured, where you know Pogba would start in central midfield because we're gonna have seventy percent of the ball. Like logic just says you you play mm. you play Van der Beek there because he's not. I'm not saying he's as good or has the same skill set, but he's got a similar mentality of attacking midfield play. So logic says you play him. But we don't. We play Matic and then we complain that we couldn't create chances because Pogba's injured. And it's a bit like, you're, you're kind of digging your own grave with that. So, he, he has pl- he, the squad isn't deep to rotate players at will like City do, but it's also not weak enough to not rotate at all. So... It's in the middle no, of that. It's, yeah, it's, no, it's, yeah, speak, you're, speaking on, you're speaking facts. I think he doesn't... Clearly, there there is a squad. Probably the squad players aren't as good as the starters. That's the fact. So we can't just, as you say, chop and change like Manchester City. But not many teams in the country have that. Probably City and Chelsea are the only two teams where they can probably swap players for their bench players and literally have the same amount of quality. 
Um, but even even so, he really doesn't trust his squad, and that's something. If you want to get closer to challenging the title, he needs to address it. That's if you want. If that's if you think the title is realistic, I don't know if he thinks that. I really don't know if Oli generally thinks that. And just to go on from that point, I remember versus Liverpool when he was interim manager, where he brought on Lingard ahead of Sanchez, even though he got injured the game before. Yeah, and he got injured as well. So he still had to bring on Sanchez anyway. Then there's the Pogba, Rashford. There just seems to be a cycle where he doesn't care if you're injured. If he likes you, you're playing. And and then he doesn't make subs. (laughs) Even when a game is won, he won't make subs. I think it just shows... a bonus for not making all three subs. (laughs) Weird. I think it just shows how little he trusts the players on the bench. But then you're, when you're two years into the job, is that not a worry? Yeah, that's a problem. It's not like he's he's just come into the job and like if that's that's an excuse for Tuchel because he's he's had half a window. That like, I could understand if Tuchel was doing that, but Solskjaer's two and a half years into the job now. He's cleared a lot of players out of the squad. He hasn't brought in as many as he wants probably, but he's still cleared out a lot. So the ones he's kept around, you'd assume he has some kind of belief in. I don't know. So we got a question here from Kayode on the YouTube comments. We've had them for two years now. Can we? Can you say we've improved since that PSG game? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The numbers don't lie. To be yeah, honest, I do. I yeah, playing style is it's hard to it's say. Worse. I mean, it's worse. Yeah. I'll, our playing style was worse than that than before that PSG game because we were actually playing well and, um, and putting teams away. Yeah, but I think overall we're a better side. We're, like if like if you take that game in isolation, then you can say, "Oh, I haven't really seen perform- performances better than that." That um, game was since awful, then, but even yeah, even that game we got pumped, <laughs> didn't we? And then we yeah, just got three we chances and won. So lucky to um, go through in that game. Yeah, so. I think overall, like if you look at us as a as a side, generally we are a better side, and like you look at the table, like we've actually improved um, year on year. So I think yes, have we improved to the point where we'd all be content as United fans? Obviously, no. Um, but yeah, like I was saying at the start, I still think he needs a window where he can get in positions, players in positions where there are glaring gaps. Yeah, he needs he needs that Jose window, the one where where Jose got Zlatan, Pogba, yeah. Bailly, and Mickey. If he gets a window like that where we just get him all of his targets, mm. then you could probably judge him better. But his job as manager is to get the most out of the squad he's got, and I don't, I wouldn't personally say he's getting the absolute most out of this squad. Mm. So there's there's an argument for and against it. But I would definitely say we've improved since that. Like even just looking at the PSG games this season in comparison to that, we're we're yeah. much better now than we were then. Like that was just a moment game. We were so lucky. Like number one, Buffon was in goal. The guy was way faster <laughs> than them. Like, right. The guy was faster. Right. So even ago. that Kimpembe handball. Yeah, Lukaku scored twice in a big game. Yeah. That's enough. And I'm Lukaku's <laughs> my guy, but. That that says it all, really. Not on this pod. Games. What do you mean not on this pod, man? Lukaku's we're my having, guy. But I, I'm very, very wet. 
I'm very accepting of the fact he should have left. <laughs> but he's my guy, but he's a he's a very, very good striker. Yeah, not on this spot. <laughs> <laughs> not on this spot. Um just uh another question here from David Adi I thought was quite funny. Uh who who was back who was back yesterday, Bruno or KDB? Bro, the numbers don't lie. Hello? Only one of them got on the score sheet. Yeah, but tell him Bruno. Think, I think that's the worst game I've seen K K K D B have, you know. Yeah. That guy he hasn't been great since he's come back from fitness. It's I not mean, a coincidence that City lose when Foden's out of the team and KDB's in it. Just saying. Agenda must run. And I'm, I'm I wanna point out all the for all the penalty chat, the Bruyne missed the one against Liverpool. So And if he scored that they would have won, but they mm. would have they would it would have been a big difference. So for all the penalty lovers out there, you know, Penandes <laughs> and that. The Bruyne has um the Bruyne has um, got some catching up to do still. And the last one yeah, uh, the, the, there'll be one more after Sing Z1. What do you make of Oli's use of young players? Is is he as generous as the nar- narrative suggests? No, I it's think a myth. he is. I think it's a myth. I think McTominay is one of those Lingard ones where he's classed as young, but he's 24. Like, he's not young. Um, he doesn't play Williams. We've already established that. He doesn't it's really play... Yeah, but he's the youth in the squad, isn't it? He doesn't really play to Ansby. Greenwood is the only one, really, that you can say. He didn't He didn't play Gomez last year when the team was crying out for an attacking midfielder instead of Pereira. Jesus, what horrible. That's like, the first half of yeah. the season. Yeah, like, the, the, who, else was, who else is there? What other youngsters are there? I mean, he's not That's playing... Right. He's not playing Diallo now. He's not but... playing Ahmad. He's not playing Shuratiri. I just think he's managed them as well as he as well as he could. Like, I don't think Fergie would have played these young players anymore. I think the ones who are ready to play, he played. No, I, I agree. I agree with that. But I don't. I think the narrative is that he's some kind of messiah for youth, and he's not. I don't. I don't think. I. I don't know a manager that would play any more young players than Van Van Gaal. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and, and to his detriment, man. <laughs> Paddy McNair <laughs> getting, getting gears for United. He said Paddy McNair was going to be our right back for 10 years. <laughs> I will never forgive him. <laughs> I will never forgive <laughs> him. Yeah, and, and Blackett, you know. Nah, he gave Donald he Love a senior appearance. Who the fuck is Donald Love? Donald Love against... <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Southampton. I swear it was Southampton or Sunderland. Or Southampton. No, it was Sunderland. The 12th of yeah, ridiculous. Don't, don't ask why I remember the date. Man said the date. My lad is an encyclopedia, bro. What is that? <laughs> you, you, you think I forgot? Donald Love? No. That's no, the mad thing. He's, uh, currently, he's currently playing his stuff, writing his stuff at Shrewsbury Town. You see what I mean? He 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 made Varela go to the Gulag because he got schooled by Coutinho. <laughs> Without Varela, we don't have Rashford. I'll tell you that now. His first four goals, Varela. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was at that Liverpool game where where the Europa League one, yeah. And when Coutinho yeah. schooled Varela, I turned to my friend and I said, that "He's never going to play for us again." And he never did. He got subbed <laughs> in that game and he never played for us again. And he got sold that summer. I'll never forget. That's my claim to fame right there. I knew that was coming from the from the <laughs> jump. That's uh, uh, that's ridiculous. 
And then the last question on the screen. Who's on your transfer wish list for oh, centre-back, midfield, right wing and striker? Are we being I'm realistic? not even going to answer this one. I've said it so many times. I've said Haaland and Sancho so many times. And I've said, I don't know who's actually a good centre-back at this point. Like I think there's bare people that flatter to deceive. And CDM, I'm not too clued up on who fits the profile, to be honest. If we're going off like reports right now, I would say centre back. I'm taking Varane every day. Um, CDM, I'll take. I like Douglas Luiz a lot, man. Like, I think he's flipping mm. cold. And then right wing and strikers, obviously Sancho and Haaland. But there's no way we get even two of them. Never mind all four. Yeah, facts. We're getting. We'll get one at best, yeah. and then some third or fourth we'll get, choice we'll get one. others. One and Cavani re-signing. If that. Like, even he's meant to be getting Boca now. <laughs> yeah. There's been, conf- there's been conflicting reports about that. There were two reports saying that it's definitely happening this summer. Then there came a rebuttal from another source that said um, he's closer to re-signing. Sure. Than- I saw yeah. something just before we came on that he's apparently talking directly to Raquel me. Like that's, yeah, where, yeah. that's where it's coming from. So, so that was on. That was on. That was from the newspaper Ole, which is kind of ironic. But um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, they aren't they the ones that broke him coming to us? So I'm not sure. I wouldn't be shocked if it was true. Mm. But yeah, I think well, I think the likelihood is we'll get Sancho or a top right winger, and then we'll go and get. So we'll be so we'll be dumb and we'll sign a stopgap. Like we're going to sign Danny Ings for thirty million or some shit. And everyone will be really happy that we've got a striker. And when he doesn't bang, everyone will be confused. And you know, that's, that's what will happen. That's what I see. And then Haaland will go City and we'll all have to live with that for the next 10 years. He's going Madrid, man. He's going Madrid. He's not going Madrid. What? Madrid no, can't, Madrid can't do Madrid that. Can't, they, can, Madrid can't afford they can have anyone. a kick. They can have a kick. Yeah, that's, that's where Spain or... are. All the Spanish clubs are done at it. Yeah, finance. The, pan, the panoramic no. finished them. There's no way Zidane takes Haaland over Mbappe. There's no way. Yeah. But, no, I don't think Mbappe leaves this summer. Then he's only got a year left on his deal. A year left, yeah. Yeah, I know, but I don't think he leaves this summer because I think it'll be too expensive. But I think with Haaland, I believe the problem is that next summer he's going to be so cheap yeah. that the whole world will be able to... Mm. I think someone someone's going to take a punt and pay more than the, the clause this year, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're going to try it. They're going to try at least, yeah. That's the thing. But Dortmund so are stubborn, we... man. Dortmund are stubborn. Mm. The thing is, we need a right winger. We need a right winger more than we need a striker, but we yeah, I feel yeah. like we need Haaland more than we need Sancho. I wouldn't... If, if we got... San, if we signed Sancho in the summer, I would rather we play Greenwood up front than re-sign Cavani. Personally. What, no, my shot. Uh, he can do what he's doing this year and just fan him about. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like Greenwood, Greenwood's not going to become a striker playing on the right wing. And he's yeah, obviously facts. a striker. Like, he's obviously a striker. And we're talking about Haaland being this demon, which he obviously is, but the massive difference between him and Greenwood is playtime. Man. Like, Haaland's played every game in the last two years. Mm. He doesn't miss games unless he's injured. Greenwood's in and out of the side, playing out of position. And last year, he still got 18 goals. You make a fair point. So I, I mm. personally, if if Oli turned around and said, "We're not signing a striker," we've got Greenwood. 
I would not. I wouldn't hate him. I wouldn't hold that against him at all. Yeah, no, there are more. There are there are more pressing positions where where we're starving. The issue is just his price, isn't it? He's so cheap. It's kind of like a you can't not go for him, Mm. considering his talent. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not as long as he doesn't go elsewhere this summer for a a decent. Like obviously, if somebody pays nine figures for him, then fair play, isn't it? Like is what it is. But if he goes for in and around an actual, like, a reasonable fee and we're not involved, then that's a problem, realistically. Yeah. But I'm hopeful that they'll be stubborn like they were last year because they're going to sell Sancho this year. I don't think they sell both. If they mm-hmm. sell both, they're mad. But then, I'm thinking out loud, but they're not even close to Champions League, are they? They're like seventh. Uh, I know yeah. they got smacked up on the weekend. They got they beat up by Bayern. Yeah, but yeah they, they, they got smacked up. They're Where in the league, sorry? They're sick, How far? It's only... Is, is it top four? They're only about... Three? Yeah, yeah. It's only about four points off top four. Yeah. So maybe no, they'll get tough. If Maybe they'll get Champions League. But if they miss it, then maybe they will sell both. But Yeah. I think if they sell one, they won't sell the other. And they're more likely to sell Sancho because of his contract. So... I think... Fair enough. Uh yeah, there's no more questions, and I believe we've come to the end. Um, this should have been a more celebratory pod, but the fact that we're still 11 points behind City means that <laughs> at, at the end of the day, that <laughs> meant absolutely fucking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the mo- that's the moral of it, man. It always yeah. they always celebratory when there's nothing behind it. Yeah, it's just that's, that's why it's annoying. Meant fucking nothing. So thanks Sorry. for drawing against Everton, West Brom. And Palace, Palace. I'm and losing, losing to Sheffield United. United. Yeah, they Thank you. They're not serious. Um, yeah. They're not serious. I, I swear it's, it's six serious, draws. Cause. Six draws since we went top of the league, no? Mm. Yes. Like, yes. That's ridiculous. Mentality, that's mentality lacking. That's it. There's, there's nothing worse than drawing when you should win. Like, mentality. especially the, the Everton one was the oh, the Everton one yeah, hurt one, man. Let's not, get, let's not get into it. Yeah, man. yeah. Let's, we beat City, man. Let's be happy. Flipping hell. I don't want to run it. Um, <laughs> we beat so, City and we deserve to beat City. Let's be happy for once. No. Um, <laughs> so, we've got to end the pod. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to use the hashtag tomorrow. Get involved in, in the conversation. Uh, the visual will be out on Wednesday uh, for all you visual watchers. And yeah, going to end it there. Peace. 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 Yes. Rashford, he's in here. He scores. Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder, and it's a lad from Manchester who scores. Don't
fast one. Thank you. Man, bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only tracks in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you. Man, bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only tracks in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Sports Social Podcast Network.